chief shepherd, the only one shepherd, the only good God, shepherd, and all those things and what a shepherd does. Tonight, I want to continue a little bit of that by saying the good shepherd can pick a mate for you. That's when I wanted to talk to the young people. The good shepherd, let him choose your mate. Don't, don't go by looks. Don't go by how beautiful and perfect body and all that stuff. Let the Lord do it, and it'll, you'll have a good, happy marriage, okay? I want you to think about that. Turn with me to chapter 24. In the Bible, there is many love stories, okay? You've heard the Hallmark movie. Well, that's all a bunch of make-believe. It's not true in real life. Here's where you want to go by. The Bible. There's love stories. You've got Ruth and Boaz and Rachel and Jacob and a beautiful story. Poor old Jacob. He had to work 20-some years to get the one that he loved. But when he saw her, he immediately fell in love with her. And she was a godly woman. And so was Leah. That He was tricked by Laban into marrying Leah first for the first seven years and then the second seven years. And then he continued on six more years with Laban. Laban, I feel like, was a little trickster. But it, the tradition at that time was the youngest, or I mean the oldest has to be married before the youngest. Okay? So that's why they did what they did. But he loved, it says in the scripture, he loved Rachel. I want to speak a little bit about love tonight. What is love? Let me give you some things that, that you can list on, but it's deep and tender feeling of affection. Love of the life that you're with. A dear one, a sweetheart, deep affection. Boys, you're here tonight. You're, you're going to listen, okay? I want you to hear this. Tenderness, the warmth. The devotion, adoration, worship, caring, kindliness, affair of the heart to hold on to, attach and devotion to. That's love when it comes to husband and wife. Now, don't get me wrong. Satan will, is doing his best right now, this day and time, to tear every marriage he can, especially if it's not on That turn? Go on. Hello? I did. It says low on battery. I'm sorry. We have technical difficulties. <laughs> did you get it? What did you do? I flipped the switch. I did flip the switch. <laughs> Computers. <laughs> okay. Lord of mercy, that's loud. Uh, where was I at? I want to, as, as we talk about love, 
with a husband and wife, there's all kinds of love, okay? Love for a friend, love for your pets even, love for your friends, your neighbors. But I'm going to talk about a little bit tonight the love of the Lord and the love that you have for your wife or husband. When I look into a lady's eyes, especially it was Carol. You can see things. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you see when you look into your loved one's eyes. When they're happy, they, their eyes just glow. They gleam. It even says in the Bible, their eyes will gleam. When they're distressed, they have a frown. When they're mad, oh dear, fire almost comes out of those eyes. But a woman will usually calm down, relax, and get over it. And then back to the smile and the gleam. A woman has the most beautiful eyes there is in this world because they gleam so much most of the time. And it's because they're in love. They, first of all, love the Lord. Second of all, they may love their husband and their children. I don't want to leave the children out. Her eyes will gleam, okay? Let's go to 24. Since I went on, Genesis 24. A bride for Isaac is the title. Now it's going to take a lot of reading, so I'll try to read fast. But it's got, it takes the whole chapter to get the meaning. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of the house that ruled over all he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under thy th- my thigh, and make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, and among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto the country, my country and to thy my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. He was so worried about his son. He, approximately 40 years old, Isaac was here. And, it, and Abraham was very old. And the servant said unto him, Preadventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, and which taketh me from my father's house and from the land and my kindred, which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed I will give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this oath. Only bring my, my son hither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham and his master and swore to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his masters were in his hands. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening that the women come and go draw water. 
Okay. I'm going to stop here for just a second. We are talking about Abraham and his servant. Now they say, it doesn't say it in the scriptures, but history records that his name was Eliezer, if I'm, Eliezer, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Okay? This was the servant. Now this is a story that not only pertains Isaac and Rebekah, it pertains to the servant and his faithfulness to Abraham and his literally knowing that the Lord God in heaven is watching and doing things for him, showing him the way. He will eventually bow his head and praise the Lord. For Just like the other day when Roy had a heart attack, when they said he was okay, I said, thank you, Lord. We all have things like that to happen to us. Okay. So he made this vow unto Abraham that he would go. And he took ten camels. Now I searched and searched. Why was it ten? But I can't find a reason that it was ten. But that's a lot of camels, okay? And he made his camels to kneel down without the city, without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even time that women go out to draw water. One of the first things he does here is in verse 12. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee send good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camels to drink also. Let the same be she that hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And therefore, or thereby, shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. He's asking the Lord God in heaven, to bring kindness upon him, but for more than for him, for Abraham and for Isaac. He cared and loved them. Okay? That's a different kind of love. It's a love in your heart for somebody that you truly respect and, and feel that you should love them with all your heart. That's the kind of love we have with Christian people. That's what I'm talking about, the love for your brother and sister in Christ especially. Okay? In verse 15, And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, and who was born to Bethel, the son of Malachi, or I didn't pronounce that right, the wife of Nahor, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, which had a pitcher on her shoulder. Okay. I'm going to stop here for just a second. These pictures were about this tall, about this round. And these girls were young maidens, mostly, and the women would carry them on their shoulder and come out to the well, get water, and then go take it back to the house. It shows that Rebecca was very, very... I don't mean delivered. Was very respectful to her family very loving to her family. She had a wonderful, sweet heart that she would do this 
all the time and go get it and come back and go get it and come back. She would sacrifice her time. Their young men is the kind of woman that you would like to marry someday. Not one that's selfish, gripey, <laughs> but one that is so willing to, I don't want to say be a servant, but here she was a servant to this other servant. She was a sweet lady. She was also beautiful. We'll find out here in a minute. Beauty's only skin deep, boys. And the damsel, in, in verse 16, and the damsel was very fair to look upon. In other words, she was very beautiful. A virgin, and never any, any man known here. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. So she filled her pitcher. And the servant ran. He didn't walk. He ran. God was working on his heart. Go, go, go to that girl. She's the one. How God can purpose in your life for you, okay? And he ran to meet her and said, Let me pray I thee, or I pray thee, drink a little water from thy pitcher. Mm. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she haste and let down her pitcher and upon her hand and gave him to drink. Now when she put it down upon his hand, she didn't set it down on the ground, she kept it off the ground to give him a drink. How thoughtful and sweet that is. How gracious she was. She is a very gracious girl. Young girl. But she knew how to conduct herself. She knew what was right. And guess what? I really think God was working in her heart to do this. God's purpose, okay, to do this for this man. She didn't know this guy from anywhere. And she had done giving him to drink, and she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have been done drinking. Anybody know how much a camel can drink? Ten gallons. They can actually take ten gallons and drink it all. Now, it says she went back, she gave him to drink, went and gave it to the camels. He didn't ask her to. She volunteered. Take care of this man. She's going to be kind and sweet. That's what you're looking for, guys. I wish there were some girls here, too, that would understand that's who she's looking for, for a man. But she went and fed, put that water in that trough, and filled that trough until all the camels had, been done, had finished drinking. That's a lot of water and a lot of carrying. And she hastened and emptied her pitcher in the trough and ran again unto the well and drew water and drew all for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Is this the one, Lord? Is this the one? And it came to pass as the camels had been done drinking that he man took a golden earring, a half a shekel of weight, gold, half a, about a half ounce of gold, and two bracelets and her hands and ten shekels weight of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is this room in thy father's house for us to lodge? He goes a little farther. And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethel, the son of Malachi, which she bare 
unto Nahor. Nahor was Abraham's brother. Okay? And she said, Moreover unto him, We have both straw and provider enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head. He got his answer right here. That servant bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. You will do the same thing when God blesses you. You'll bow your head. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to this house of my master's brethren. God answered his prayer and he knew it. How wonderful it is. When God answers prayer. Roy, Brother Dillard, Richard, we've had a lot of people come to this church and we've prayed earnestly. I've seen so many prayers answered. This man not only cared about himself, but more he cared for Abraham, and now he cares for Isaac, and now Rebecca. And the damsel... Tiptoed, walked. No, she ran. She was excited. Who put that joy in her heart? I think the Lord put that joy in her. I really know in my heart, God put a joy in that woman's heart. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. And Rebecca had a brother. Uh, guess who? And his name was Laban, Mr. Trickster. I call him a trickster because of what he is later on going to do to Jacob. <laughs> and Laban ran out to, unto the man and unto the well. And it came to pass, when he saw the earrings and bracelets, get load what he saw, his sister's hands, when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, Thus speak this man unto me, and then uh, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, and blessed is the Lord. Wherefore thou standest, thou without. For I have prepared the house for a room of camels. Okay? I really feel in my, I really feel in my heart, Laban saw dollar bills. I think he saw all this jewelry. He knew of Abraham because he was neighbor, Nahor's Brother, so he knew he was a man of wealth. He's not worried about his sister. I think he's worried about getting a little extra money. I really do. But we'll find out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip down now. They got to eat together. Then he told him in uh, verse 40, And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send an angel, his angel, with thee and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son and my kindred, and as my father's house. That was Abraham speaking. He's going to have, the Lord's going to send an angel. Uh, do I believe in guardian angels? Yes, I, I think I do. By many abstinence, I believe there's a guardian angel. Um, the same as there's a devil then I believe there is an angel that will watch over us.
I've had, I'll give you an example. I, <laughs> I reached down to get something that dropped on the floor of the truck. And when I looked up, my red light on the dash goes, beep, 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 warning. You better stop. You know, it's, it's a warning. Well, I slammed on the brake and went to the right. And luckily, there was nobody on the right-hand side of me. And I avoided the crash. I can't help but think the Lord did that. He protected me. And I really believe with all my heart that we have a guardian angel. Then shalt thou be clear from thy oath when thou comest to my kindred and give, <clears throat> give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord God, my master Abraham, if then thou be, do prosper my way, which I go. Behold, I stand at the well of water. Now you notice there's a well of water. I want to say there's a representation of Christ. The well of water. He is the, I won't go to the passage because I'm going to run out of time, but He is the living water. He is the water we drink. You'll never thirst again with His water. You'll never worry like I do <laughs> about things. You trust in Him. This morning we sang trust and obey. That's one reason I picked it because I, I felt trust and obey. Okay, back to the Scriptures. And she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will also draw water for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out of my master's son. And before I had done speaking in my heart, in other words, praying in his heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, and I pray thee. And she made haste. Didn't say, okay, well, maybe I will. We'll see. She made haste. Who gave that, that haste, I believe, was the Lord Jesus. Okay? And she drew water and said, I, let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down the pitcher from her shoulder and said, drink, I will give thee thy camel's drink. So I drank. And she made camel's drink also. And I asked her, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Beelot, near her son. <clears throat> he put earrings on it. But in verse 48, once again, this servant, in verse 48, I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord of my master Abraham, which had led me into the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. He bowed his head. He submitted to the Lord God in heaven. And he was basically thanking the Lord for his blessing that he had got upon his Abraham and Isaac. Now if ye deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethel answered and said, the thing proceedeth from the Lord, can we cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Now that tells me what his heart was. Well, we can't judge whether it's bad or good. We don't I'm not sure, you know. 
if he was the Lord's, I think he would have said, I think the Lord's working here. I really believe that. Okay? Can't tell if it's bad or good. Behold, Rebekah was before thee, and take her, and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham heard the words and worshipped the Lord, bowing his head to the earth, to his earth, and the servant forth of jewels. Okay? I'm going to skip down. They say, well, let's, let's, let's make her do, let, do the decision. We will let her go, okay? So go over to verse 56. And he said unto, hinder me not, hinder me not, seeing the Lord has prospered my way, send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, we will call the damsel in or inquire at her mouth. Now, I pray the Lord tonight is controlling my mouth. But here they said, let her basically make her own decision. We're not going to push her away, but let her make a decision. Will God make her willing to go out to a stranger? Someone she don't know. I'm sure she heard of Abraham and Isaac. I'm sure she did. But go to a stranger. And when they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. I will go. How precious is Rebekah? Daniel, how precious is a woman that will say, I will go with you wherever you go. Whatever you do, I'll go with you. It's precious. I don't know how to stress it. I think before she even met him, that her heart was already stirred. Okay? And they sent away Rebecca, their sister, and their nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebecca. They gave him her blessings. And said unto her, Thou art sister, be thou my mother of thousands and millions. Thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon camels and followed the man, the servant, took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of a well. I can't pronounce that. Lahoreel, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out in the mediate in the field at the evening tide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, behold, the camels were coming. I can't say that Isaac knew what this servant was doing. I can't find it in the Scriptures. that He, he knew that they were out to try to find him a wife. Okay, I can't find it where it says that. And I, I think in his heart when he looked up, what is this? All these ten camels coming. And Isaac from the way of the well... And Isaac went out to mediate in the field in the eventide, and he lifted his eyes and saw, behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted her eyes. Listen, boys. When Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. Now I want you to understand something. She lighted off the camel. In other words, she got down off that camel. 
the normal procedure was to make the camel, and I don't know how they did it, but they made the camel kneel down and lay down, and then they'd get off. She was so excited. She saw Isaac. She saw, I can't help but think God worked in her heart. There, there, there he is. What'd she do? And the servant had said, I'll go back up a little bit. For he had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh into the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. Once again, Rebecca shows the great respect that she has for her family, for her culture, and for the Lord. She covered her face. Okay? And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. He told Isaac. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. Now Sarah had died approximately two years before this. He was still grieving his mother. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's die. Oh, oh, I missed. I missed. And Isaac brought her into his Sarah's tent and took Rebekah. And she became his wife. And he loved her. There we have the word love. Over a few chapters over, Jacob loved Rachel. He worked seven years for her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. That's not the end of the story. But that's as far as we're going to go. I want to bring some scriptures in now. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. I said there was other scriptures talking about love. Not female, male love, but the love of the Lord. The one that sacrificed His life for you. Verse 37, And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all my mind, or thy mind. Now why did He ask and actually command them to love Him? Because He was going to give His life up for them. What greater love is that? That you would give your life. I've known people that gave a kidney or, or gave a body part or even an eye to someone. Uh, on my driver's license, it's I am a, a donator, an organ donor. It's not because I love anybody. It's because I want to help somebody else down the road if I can't live. I love the Lord that so much that I have to depend on Him in everything I do. Go with me also. Uh, you all know what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world, He... Go to 1 John 3.16, okay? 1 John 3.16. I'm trying to pull this up to where you can understand what I'm saying. The love, the greatest love, is the love that Christ has for us. 3.16 Hereby perceive we love we, we the love of God because He has laid down His life 
for us. They will either lay down our lives for the brethren. Very close to what John 3.16 was. Okay? Go with me to John chapter 5. I saved all these scriptures to the end because I wanted to, to pull it into focus. Once again, my dad said, one of the most beautiful sounds in the world is the turning the pages of the scriptures. That stuck in my mind for years, and I didn't realize how much it meant to him. Hearing the pages and then turning, searching the scriptures. And God commands us to search the scriptures. Okay, 5, 8. And Jesus saith unto them, no, that's not it. Oh, I'm in four. Okay, just a minute. Sorry. No, that's it. Well, I must have wrote it down wrong. It was supposed to be, he died for us. Okay, go, go to John fifteen thirteen. John fifteen thirteen. Here it is. I want you boys. Natalie's here. You can listen too. I forgot about Natalie. You hid behind your daddy. Okay. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Who laid down his life? The Lord Jesus Christ. What greater love is that? No greater love. That's a different love. That's one that you young men and sissy, Christ died for you. Christ died for you. Romans 5, 8. But God commandeth, commendeth His love toward us, in that we will, yet sinners, Christ died for us. What more love can that be? Christ had the greatest love there is. No greater love. Even though you love your mate, Christ loves you more. Even though you love your mate, Christ should be first. Okay? He really should be first in your life. No man will lay his life down like Christ did for you. Let's bow our hearts in prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight thanking you so much.